Well, good afternoon and welcome to Tea Time with Miss Liz. That's right, afternoon tea. And in the house today, I have the beautiful Constance Boulard. She is also a fellow speaker from the Sean Fair Leadership Experience Tour that was hosted in September that I got to meet in person. Incredible, incredible woman. So I'm just going to read a little bit on Constance and then she's going to share all the incredible things that she has done in her life and where she is today and where she's going to go in the future. So Constance Willard is a native of Gulfport, Mississippi. In her current role as a divisional director of nursing and utilization management, she is an accountable for nursing practice and quality across her organization, encompassing 13 sites within the United States. Her passion is developing leaders and motivating others to be their best. Her speaking is geared towards inspiring others to trust God, refrain from sabotaging behaviors, and to step boldly into their divine purpose. Her noted accomplishments are as followed, certified coach, certified keynote speaker, best-selling author, visionary leader, dedicated to developing the next generations of leaders. And her quote is, forgive your, give your, forgive your younger self. The author is unknown. And you can reach Constance on all of her social media platforms which I will be bringing up during the conversation that we have during tea time. So welcome, Constance. I am so happy to have you in the house with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Constance, could you share with all of us how it all got started and your transformation and vision for where you are today? Okay. Well, as far as the speaking, um, it started back when I was a little girl, three years old. Um, I had my first speaking engagement as the MC of the male program at my church. And so whenever we had something at church, a program, I had two jobs. I had to stay awake and pay attention to the church announcements. And if they announced a program, I automatically knew the expectation was for me to stay behind and to go and find out what I would be doing or how I would be participating in that event. But it's something that I do all the time at work, never thought about doing it professionally until the pandemic hit. And so that was how that change started. And I got involved with the Sean Fair Leadership Experience and it's just gone on from there, the speaking that I've been doing. Uh, my main thing now is my focus on childhood obesity. Uh, I was a victim of childhood obesity. I struggled with obesity for 50 years, but I lost the weight and I have developed some strategies to help people, individuals to battle and to lose weight and to sustain their weight loss because I've sustained mine now for 11 years. And so that's a big accomplishment because I've lost weight before and within six months I had put it back on. But the strategies that I've developed for myself have worked. But my main focus now is to teach parents how to be of a support system for children that struggle with obesity because a lot of parents don't understand what it's like and what the children go through. And the children will present to you one way as though everything is okay. But when they walk out that door, the anxiety levels and the fears within themselves because they know what they're going to face when they get to where they're going, the ridicule and the bullying. And yeah. parents are aware of that. And so if a parent has never been overweight themselves, they don't know how to guide that child and how to assist that child. And so that's my main focus now is to work on combating that, but starting with the parents first and showing them how to be of a stronger support for that child. So how much weight have you actually lost? Oh my goodness, we have that echo again. Okay, how about now? I think we're good. Okay, so I went from a size 24 to a size eight. So I lost roughly 120 pounds. Oh, wow. And it, I did it over a course of two years. And what I did was, you know, I had to realize within myself, my triggers. I like to eat, I love good food. And that's just what I do. So I had to come up with some ways to help myself. So what I had to do was teach myself portion control, change my activity level, get up off of my couch, um, start exercising. And that's what I did over a course of two years. And that worked for me. And I have maintained that weight loss 
11 years now. So that's what I had to do. And that's what I did. And that's what worked for me. So do you offer programs for child obesity? Yes, I do. I'm working now with parents to teach them how to be able to support for the children. And then I also work with children one-on-one and provide coaching with them on how to do this. Well, that's cool. So how do they reach out for any of that? Okay. You can reach me on all social media. Um, I'm on Instagram. I am on Facebook and I am on LinkedIn. And that's how you can reach out to me and seek help. You can also go to my website there that's showing and you can contact me and schedule a consultation with me via my website. So is there a, a is there a fee for your programs? Like how, how do yes. you go about that? Okay, so the initial consultation is free. The initial 30 minute consultation where I explain the program, what would be involved and so forth, that is free. After that, it's a five week boot camp. Okay. And it is $897. Well, that's not bad. That's a good price. Yes. And most insurance companies will bill and pay for it because it's health related. So you can, if you have like a flex saving account, you can use that to pay for the service. So how long did it take you to lose the weight, Constance? It took me a year and a half, close to two years. And it was mind over matter? Like what was the wake up call for you? It was, for me, it was, I saw my dad, my dad experienced a massive stroke, a series of two back to back in a two week period. And so that triggered in me that I need to make some changes because I know the family medical history on both sides for diabetes and hypertension. And I did not want to go through that. And so that was the aha moment for me. And then the second aha moment was when I started my weight loss quest was my son. I was teaching him or had taught him my bad eating habits. And so he too went on the same program as I did and lost the weight and has maintained it. So, so do you talk in schools or offices or uh, organizations, foundations? Like for I'm working with a couple of um, boys and girls clubs now. I would like to get into the schools and work with some other organizations that sponsor youth okay. programs and the YMCA to try to get this going and just spread the word because new stats came out yesterday uh, from the John Wood Foundation on obesity. Okay. So CDC says it's 19 million children between the ages of three and 12 in the United States. The Robert Wood Foundation says four out of every seven children. That's just a, that's in the, a lot. Just in the United States? Just in the United States alone. And what's happening is as a result of the weight, the children are developing things such as type two diabetes by the age of eight. And that's something that you normally see later on in life. But now they're developing that in their early years. They're developing hypertension. Their cholesterol levels are high. And so we as a nation and as parents, we must do something to protect these children and to provide them a healthy lifestyle. Because if not, their lifespan is being decreased daily, each day that they maintain that heavier weight. And so we have to come up with some strategies and some things to help children. And a lot of times it takes the whole family going on the same plan so that everybody's doing the same thing. Exactly. The whole house Mm -hmm. has to be doing it. Exactly. Yeah, because you can't make a difference with just one person. you got to make a difference with the whole house, right? And it's harder that way when you're cooking one way for one person. Well, first of all, the person who's getting a different diet, they feel spited and they feel left out. And then they're watching everybody else eating at leisure what they want, and it makes it hard. It really just, I've been there and lived it. It's hard. And so it's easier when the whole household is doing the same thing and making the necessary changes because it benefits everybody. I mean, just because you may not be overweight, you're still prone to diabetes. You're still prone to hypertension and high cholesterol levels. And so these are the things that insurance companies pay a lot of money at every year in the United States on these chronic diseases. And a lot of times it's because of poor nutritional status, uh, lack of food choices. It's, e- it's cheaper to eat unhealthy yeah, it is. it is to eat healthy. It really it, is. It really is. And so if you're a single mother on limited funds 
and you've got four kids to feed and you have X amount of dollars and you got to feed your kids, you're going to choose what's most cost effective for you. And nine times out of 10 is the unhealthy choice. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's really it's really hard for people to understand that in, in order to make a change, we have to be the example, right? We have to set the example. Exactly. And we have to say, you know what? Okay, this is not working. We need to fix this together. Mm-hmm. We do. You know, and I just, I worry about with children, you know, it's more than the physical health status. It's their emotional status that undergoes so much degradation and it's so they're on an emotional roller coaster. And then when they go into puberty, that is the worst time for a child to be obese is when they're entering into puberty because you got the hormones yeah. plus the weight and it's just, it's devastating. And it so really then they're, they don't develop emotionally as they should. They're not as emotionally mature a lot of times. You know, a lot of them have poor self-esteem as a result. So they pick up other behaviors such as promiscuity because they feel that nobody else wants them and they have to do this thing. You get someone to pay them attention. You know, they don't value themselves as much. And so it's very important that we work on this and combat this pro- this problem, not just for health reasons only, emotional and mental health status as well. Yeah, that's a big thing too, right? The mental health. Yes. For the physical health, because a lot of people think that it's only the physical health, but it's actually the mental health as well connected. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and so when we were in Michigan, I spoke about the sabotaging behaviors. Yes. And how these behaviors occur. And so what happens with a child that's undergoing obesity, you know, things happen, you know, maybe someone has said something bad to them or mistreated them for whatever reason or they have a bad home life to add on top of the problem. And so seeds are planted within their mind and layers are formed. And once those seeds are planted and those layers have been formed, then the sabotaging behaviors appear and they begin to engage in them. So then that comes in the shame, the guilt, the lack of self-esteem, not feeling that they are valued or that they're worthy all mistrust, all those things come into play as a result of this. And so my mission is, is to work with some children and to help them to say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, but I'm still worthy. I'm still one of God's best and I can overcome this. That's the main thing I want them to see, that they can overcome this and that their diet it's a lifestyle because that's what I had to do. I would go, you know, years past, I would go on a diet just to get the weight off. And then I would go right back to my old eating habits. That wasn't doing me any good because what happened is I would gain the weight back I lost plus some additional pounds. And so I had to treat it as a lifestyle. So with the portion control, I still exercise portion control to this day. You know, I love snacks. So instead of eating a whole bag of chips, I buy the little Ziploc sandwich bags, put a few chips in there. And a lot of times I make that one little Ziploc bag last all day because I don't want to go back to where I came from. It's important to me, especially at the age I am now that I maintain this weight loss and my health status. Exactly. You worked really hard for it. Yes. You know, and I must say I'm in, Pretty good help. Well, you look good, girl. Thank you. (laughs) Just by taking a stand and making a change. I'm just here working on this audio issue because I keep hearing myself and then it goes and then it comes. I don't know. There's glitches. I don't know. Ever since my uncle passed, there's glitches. I don't know. Maybe he's playing a little joke on me, but (laughs) it comes and goes. So it's it's not always like right now it's nice and clear. So. I'm not sure what's going on. It could be just a glitch, but I'm noticing that there's a glitch as well with Facebook. Again, it keeps interrupting. So, but we are still going to continue on because we can get this conversation out there. And uh, so what are, what are the red flags, Constance, that you've noticed about childhood? obesity? Okay. So I am following a couple groups on LinkedIn and there's one is a national initiative um, against childhood obesity. 
And they're looking at it not just in the United States, over globally. And they're looking at food choices. Okay. And helping children to understand where foods come from, the importance of certain foods, the nutrients that we get from certain foods that we need. That's one thing, and it's being done under a grant by the Robert Wood Foundation. And then there's um, a group of endocrinologists that I follow on LinkedIn as well. And their mission is they're trying to combat hypertension in children and the diabetes. So they're looking at diet, okay. diet and um, behavior modification and so forth. And I can tell you that's a hard thing. When you are used to just eating at leisure, because for me growing up, everything was, was centered around food. All of our entertainment, family gatherings, whatever, it was centered around food. So you develop that lifestyle of eating at leisure, whatever you want. And I mean, whatever you want. My mother was a very good cook and she knew what I liked and she supplied it well. And so I was able to eat at leisure. And when you get that mindset, it's hard to change it. It really is. So for me, when I first started, those first three or four weeks, I thought I was going to just hurt somebody because I was so angry and so grouchy because I couldn't eat like I wanted to. I couldn't snack like I wanted to. But once I got into the habit and followed the regime, and then when I started seeing the weight come off, because the first thing I did that really helped is I stopped eating fast food. I, and I, to this day, I do not eat fast food. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you think about it, how can Burger King and McDonald's afford to sell their burgers so cheap? Is it quality beef that they're providing? And the answer is probably no. Yeah. So, and they're using all kinds of additives in the foods and different things and fillers, and it's not healthy for you. And so when I stopped eating that, the weight started coming off right away before I started making the modifications. Because for me, it was just me and my son, and you know, I worked, and then he had his activities at the school. It was easy for me just to drive through the window, pick up something, and go home. But you eat that, and it's loaded with all these empty calories, not very nutritious for you. And then two hours later, you're ready to eat again because it's, it's gone. And so then you, here you are, the snacking comes in. The addition of food comes in. So once I eliminated that from my diet, that really started my success for the weight loss. It really did. So it's behavior modification. You know, everybody's different. You know, it's looking at the things that you like um, versus the foods that you, you're okay with not getting and looking at those things and making some wise choices. I have a sheet on healthy after-school eating tips that I'm gonna place on my website um, at some point this week. And it's a tip sheet. And it can be used for adults too. It's just healthy snacks, healthy eating tips. Things, you know, once a child comes home from school or an adult gets home from work, what can you do to maintain that healthy lifestyle? Mm -hmm. You know, you're at home now, you know, what can you do? It could be 30 minutes of activity will make all the difference versus no activity. Because before I got started, I had no activity whatsoever. I went to work, I came home, I ate, I got on my couch. From the couch, I went to the bed. And I repeated that every single day. No activity whatsoever. But once I slowly started to implement and put some activity into my lifestyle, and my trigger is to this day that once I get home, I'm not leaving. So I have to do what I'm going to do such as go to the gym and work out before I get home. Because once I get home, I'm not going to do it. So I have, that's my trigger. And I know that about me. So that's how I have to do things to combat me getting it done. Um, as far as food choices, you know, I think about what I'm going to eat. You know, my pantry, you think some little bitty kids lived here because it's full of snacks. I don't touch them. Every now and then I may go and get one and break a corner off and eat something, but it's basically for other kids to come to visit, my son and his friends or whomever. It's just there. But you know, you have to get yourself into a zone where you have things around you and it doesn't tempt you. Exactly. You have to do that. So I see in your bio that you're an author. So 
Could you share a little bit on what type of book you wrote in? Okay, so I've done collaborations. So I've done a total of five. Um, two have been released. One is being released next week on the 27th. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. So that one is called uh, The Heart of a Leader. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's not The Heart of a Leader. Yes, it is The Heart of a Leader. And then the next one is going to be released is called uh, More Precious Than Gems, Know Your Worth. Oh. Okay. And then the first one I did was on leadership, and it was called Trailblazers Who Lead. So it was 30 women um, in different walks of life who were trailblazers as far as leadership, um, in business, banking, whatever. And we did a collaboration um, during the pandemic last year. It came out in June of last year, I think. And then the second one was 90 Women Who Pray. It's a collaboration of prayers by 90 women. Oh, that's beautiful. 90 Women Who Pray, igniting 90 days of prayer. And wow. so the 90 women got together. We all wrote a prayer. Now, I wrote my prayer for that person that wants to pray, but does not know what to say, does not even know where to begin. I've been there. I've been in a situation where I knew I needed to pray. It was on my heart to pray, but I didn't have the words to say. So I wrote my prayer in mind for that individual that wants to pray, knows that they need to pray, but they don't have the words to say. Oh, wow. And so that one was the bestseller as well. It's been out now about two months. Um, it's available for purchase on my website, um, just as the other two anthologies are as well. I have a total of five. I have another one coming out. I'm on stage with Les Brown in November and Dr. Cheryl Wood. And it's called Unleashing Your Undeniable Impact. And well, that congratulations on that. That is awesome. Thank you. So that one will be released um, in November as well. And then the last one is with Dr. Karen Pruden sister leaders what does it take to be or what does it mean to be a sister leader so my chapter is focusing on the lack of mentorship for women in leadership there's no one to mentor them it's hard to find a mentor sometimes and when we do we go out on linkedin and search and find someone and pay astronomical fees to get the mentoring that we need so that's what my chapter is about so i'm excited about that collaboration as well next year in April, I will be releasing my own anthology. It's called The Invisible Soul. I will have a call to authors. Um, I'll be doing that in November, November 15th of this year. I'm looking for 30 participants, male and female, to tell their story, um, 1,500 to 2,000 words. If you've ever been invisible or felt invisible, overlooked or unnoticed, be in your family, your home life, the workplace, your society, wherever. Tell your story. And so That's I'll be doing my call for authors November 15th. I'll be releasing it on all social media. So I'm excited about that. I'm also working on a short story. It's a horror story. Something I never thought about doing, but it just came to my mind one day. You know, I was in Massachusetts, snowed in one weekend, couldn't go anywhere, so I just started writing this horror story. So... It's called Terror on Mother's Day. Wow. <laughs> so that will be it will be released next year. So you're really, really busy. You're keeping yourself busy. I like that. And I'm keeping myself busy. Um I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. That's the main thing. You know, because what I do is not for me, it's to help others. And so I've got some speaking engagements coming up um, to close the year out. Um, I'll be doing a speaking engagement in Dubai, December 9th and 10th, on leadership. And so I'm talking about bridging the generational gaps in the workplace. Okay. And so that's what my presentation will be on for that um, engagement. And I think that will be my last one of the year. And then we'll get ready for 2022. So stay are, tuned. <laughs> so are you ready for 2022? I'm ready. I really am. I'm ready. Yes, I am. Yeah. So I want to ask you a little bit on your tea now, Constance. What is your tea? What is my tea? 
So if I give you the letters T-E-A, what words would you give me for your T? T would be for transformation. Okay. E would be for evaluation and education. Ooh. Okay. And A would be for accountability and achievement. Oh, I like it. And that, and that is actually who you are. Transformational, that, that is you. you. You have transformed as a little girl, right? As a child, you, you changed your life. So, and, and, and that, the evaluation, I like that because we have to evaluate ourselves, right? In order to make a change. And you know, we are, as I tell people all the time, as we go through this life's journey, we are always under construction because we are never perfect. Exactly, right? So we're constantly under construction. And I thought about it one day. I can remember back as far as when I was five years old when we would travel from Mississippi to South Carolina to visit my dad's family. And every time we came through Atlanta, Atlanta was always undergoing major road constructions. And even just a couple of months ago, I came through Atlanta driving and they're still undergoing road construction. So I said, you know what? That's what the life process is about. Continuous construction. We are always under construction, striving for perfection. Mm -hmm. But we have not reached it yet. So we're under construction as long as we're here on this earth. We are under construction. So transformation, it occurs at all times. It should occur. It should. All throughout the lifespan and the life cycle. It should. And, and, and transformation is different for everyone, right? Yes, it is. Because but, we're all different. Exactly. Everybody's different. And we are and, different for a reason. Exactly. If we were all the same, why would we need all the different characters and the different brands and the different flavors, right? If we were all the same. Exactly. We're, we, we were put here to transform differently and to show different, you know, different growths in that. And I really love your tea because your tea is transformational evaluation and accountability. And I see that in you, Constance, the accountability because you, you hold yourself accountable for your actions and that, and the choices that you make in life and the choices that you are making in the future as well. Just with the titles of your books that you've written, it shows the accountability that you're taking for the future, you know, and you're, and you're not stopping. You're, you're ready for 2022. That's why I asked you, are you ready for 2022? And you're I absolutely so. I am ready. So do you have any future plans on speaking for uh, other stages besides Sean Fair in the future? Or? Um, well, yes, I do. Um, I, my goal is I'm aspiring to be a part of TEDx. That's one platform that I want to be on. Um, I have now made it to the international stage, which I'm very proud of. I want to continue doing things more globally. And just any platform where I can just promote ending childhood obesity and helping people to become their best selves. I love it. So there's more to come for me. Right. Future podcast, whatever. More to come. <laughs> well, I like it because you have a vision, right? And that's what you are. You're a visionary leader. Exactly. You, you show the vision and, and, and we really need to start putting our goals out there and our dreams, you know, and just doing it and taking the steps and the efforts for it. So yes. what has what has your journey taught you about yourself? What my journey has taught me about myself is that I have a lot to offer. Um, I have a unique way of viewing things and looking at things. And I'll give you an example. When I think about leadership, especially now with the different generations in the workplace, I think about gardening. You know, mm. I think about how when we build our team as a leader, how the gardener plants gardens, because certain crops can't grow with other things, so they have to put things that are like and compatible to grow together. And certain things they have to do for the soil to get the acidity level where it needs to be to grow certain crops. So when I think about leadership and leadership principles and working with teams and developing teams and developing individuals, I think about gardening. I really do. And so I have a unique way of looking at things. I don't see things the same way as everybody else. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But that's just being how I'm hardwired. Um, I'm the type of person, you know, either you like me or you love me. 
I love it. <laughs> you know, that's just me. Um, and I strive to be authentic. You know, I'd rather be authentic than to be an imposter. Exactly. Because when you're an imposter, you forget how you showed up last time. Exactly. Whereas right. when you're authentic, you just show up and you don't have to worry about it. The real you comes out and oh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. It yeah. is what it is. I, I, I strongly agree with that too, Constance, because a lot of people, they, they live the imposter life. And then when it's time to show up, oh, how did I perform the last time? What did I say the last time? Exactly. How about you just be yourself? Be yourself. You know? And I love the words that you're using, unique, different, because this is what we have to do is we need to start shining in who we are, start serving who we are. And that's what I tell right. everyone is serve your tea. I can't serve your tea for you. You have to serve it. So what are you going right. to serve me? I can't tell you how to serve it. You have to come authentically, you know, and honest. And that's exactly. how we get to know each other. And that's how we grow together. And it's like you said, the gardening, like putting flowers together. And, you know, certain flowers don't grow with certain flowers. Exactly. You know? So you yeah. can't put a positive mindset with a negative mindset. You're not going to grow nothing. Exactly. Know? So exactly. This, this is what we do as leaders and as speakers is we really, truly work for the mindset and the physical health and, and stuff like that. I've learned so much through hearing your story as well when I met you and to meet you in person, like I am truly honored to meet each and every one of, of the Lett family. Like you guys are family to me now. You're yeah, like my, you're, I feel the same. you're like it my was, sister, right? Yeah. Like, Hey, they, yeah. how, how's it going? You know? And it was just such an amazing experience. Oh my God. And it Sean Fair is just wonderful. He really is just a very talented man, great visionary and just, genuine and very authentic and i like that about him yeah he he really does make a difference and yes, and, and like i was saying to some of the other let family members is i think we were all put together for a certain reason in september because i seen a, a, a similar effect with all of us all of us speakers mm -hmm. we all overcame stuff we all were fighters we didn't give up we all had our transformation you know and it wasn't all about business. It was about personal growth. Yes. That, that I seen in September. Yes. It was all personal growth stories. Yes, we all have our own businesses and our own platforms, but it was the growth within ourselves that I seen. And, you know, we had to go through the things that we went through or gone through for a reason. Exactly. For a reason. And it's how we react to those situations. Yeah that bring us to the other side successfully. Exactly. So if we don't act accordingly, it's no one's fault but our own. Exactly, right? But if we know, don't take steps to heal, we can't blame okay. anyone. We have to start taking responsibility for ourselves exactly. and our own actions. You mm -hmm. know, the blame game only works for so long. If you, if you keep playing blame, you're not healing, you're not growing. Exactly. So. You, know, and, you know, people have been through different things and different traumatic experiences and, you know, Sometimes we can question say, well, God, why did you allow that to happen? But you just think about it, you know. Yeah. He has to put you in that fire to refine you. Silver, I love silver jewelry. And the one thing I love about silver when they make silver is that they get to a certain heat to perfect it. Oh, I didn't know that. See, I'm learning yes. something new today with the silver. It has to undergo a certain firing process at a certain temperature in order for it to be perfected. Oh. And that's what I love about silver jewelry so much is that heat and that firing process. And so when I think about that, I think about different life struggles and challenges. And you know what? Hey, that's your firing process. That never, is your firing process. I never ever thought of silver like that. Like, and see, you always learn something new when you speak to people, when you get to connect with people. And this is what we need to do is we need to connect with one another. Exactly. And exactly. I never paid attention to that when you were in, 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 Detroit. Did you wear silver the whole time? You yes. I wore a lot of silver. I had a different combination of things, but most of the time silver. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back now and check out all the pictures. Oh, she was. <laughs> so what was your big, what was your biggest takeaway from the Sean Fair experience? Tour? Um, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you an example. 
there were three people there who talked about their weight loss struggle. But it, each of us, it was for a different reason. But we all ended up the same place. We overcame the struggle. And so what my biggest takeaway was that no matter what happens in life, what happens to me, what happens to you, is that we all make it over to the side of success. Different paths. Yeah. Different paths. And that, that was my biggest takeaway. And that is true. There was a few that shared on the weight loss journey. Yeah. There, was, there, there were was three of us. Yeah, there were three of us. You, Tiffany, and who was the third jo one? Joy. Joy. Oh, yes. Joy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Joy lost it. Yeah. And Joy yeah. is actually going to be coming on Tea Time in, in November. So, yeah, oh, okay. Great. To, great. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it's a transformation, right? For yeah. me, having these tea times is to educate people that our life stories are actually our masterpieces, you know, mm -hmm. all the broken pieces put together piece by piece and connection, connecting the dots and joining and making one big fabulous cup of tea, you know, yes. because without your tea, I'm not my tea, you know, because we need that friendship. We need that relationship. And mm -hmm. we need to start serving and supporting one another and networking, connecting, you know. And I think that's what Sean has done with, with his experience tours is he's connected people that would have never been connected. Exactly. Like how, how would I have connected with anybody? I'm from Canada and everybody yeah. was from the United States. So yeah. th that was the opportunity. It was either grab it and go with it or lose it. But I am I am truly honored that I grabbed it because I would not have met you, and I wouldn't have met all of the incredible other speakers, and that. So, in the future, Constance, if there's a listener out here that's watching now or in watching the replay, what what message do you have to them if they would like to be a motivational speaker? My advice is to trust your gut, trust God and tell your story. Because everybody has a story of some kind. Everybody has a story. And your story is not for you. It's about you, but it's not for you. It is for someone else. So that's what I would say to any aspiring speaker. Trust your gut, trust God, tell your story. I really like that. And I like the way that you said that, Constance, because it's true. Our stories are not for us. No. They make us who we are, but they're not for us. They're for others to show that you can overcome the traumas. You can overcome the weight. You can overcome the mindset. You know, if you work on it, it's a choice. You need to step up and make the choice. And you made that choice because you, you, you woke up and you said, you know what? This is not happening anymore. So exactly. what message would you have for the children out there that might be struggling with weight? No, let them know you're not alone. Okay. You're not the only one. It may feel like it at times. You may be in a family where you feel that nobody understands and nobody cares. And a lot of times that's not true. You may have a family member that's concerned and they care, but they don't know what to do. They don't know how to reach you. So my message is to any child that's out there that's struggling with it, you're not alone. Hold on. Help is on the way. Thank you so much. Constance. Help is on the way. And we do have Dr. Joe Harris, who's here, who says, hello, Hi. Mother Constance. Hi, Dr. So, Joe. There is some glitches going on with the, the internet again. I, I believe it's good old technology, right? So of course. For anybody who's watching the replay, because if you can't make the live show right now and you're watching the replay, if you really want to see transformation and you really want to hear transformation, I encourage you to reach out to Constance. She is very easy to talk to and a very loving heart. Like she has a big heart and I am honored to know this woman. I And she has the proof. She has done it herself. She is living proof that it can be done. And she speaks about it and she shares her story openly with everyone out there. So I encourage you all to check out her website, check out all the incredible things that she's doing, purchase books that she's written in, support Constance and understand that her story is for you. It's to give you hope to understand because it's not her story. 
It's her story to share. As she said, we really need to understand that our stories are not ours. They are to give away. We overcome and we transform in a way so that we can help others. And that's why we are our speakers. And that's why we lead the way we lead our lives. We don't play the blame game. We play the healing game and transformation game. So when you hear the word transformation, Constance, what does it mean to you? Transformation to me means evolving and changing. So when you're transforming, you're looking at what's broken that needs to be fixed. Okay? What's working that needs to be modified and tweaked. So that's what transformation means to me. Now, when you hear the word visionary, what does that word mean to you? Looking forward, not backward. Looking at things all anew. And when you hear the word leader, what does that mean to you? The person that guides the team or allows the team to guide when necessary. You know, because as, as a leader, yeah, we lead, but sometimes we have to know when to take the back seat and let somebody else on the team step forward. So when I think of leader, it's that individual that's able to guide the team, but knows when to step back and allow the, the team to act. And I like that you said that, Constance, because that's what people need to understand, right? We don't want to be the leader of the pack. We don't want to always be in the front. Sometimes we're okay with sitting in the back and hearing feedback and, you know, growth because sometimes we don't have the answers as a leader. So we need our team to show us, you know, and that's what a true leader does is a true leader steps back once in a while and says, you know what, take the lead. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. and as a leader, we have to, you know, a lot of times things occur and, you know, you have to kind of put a calming sense there. So that's when you says, okay, let's stop for a minute. Let's pause. Let's pause, let's pause, let's pause, and let's look at things and refocus. So I want you to share a little bit more on the book that's coming out next week, because I didn't know about this book, but now I want to hear called, more about it. It's called Precious, no, Precious Gems, Know Your Worth. Okay. And it's a collaboration of women. I think it's 30 of us. Um, Serene Dumas is the... Um, main collaborator, and it's coming out next week. And it's about knowing your worth. And it's based around Proverbs 31, that scripture, and just knowing your worth, that you are worthy, that you're more precious than precious stones. I love it. More precious than rubies. I, 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 I love the titles. I love the, I love the vision that you're going in, Constance. Like with every choice that you're making, every book that you're writing in, every speaking engagement, there's there's a transformation right there, you know, yes. and the growth of sharing. Because people don't understand when we share our stories, it's not for us to, to play the poor me, right? It's exactly. to show the growth that we've watered our seeds and we continue to water our seeds, you know, and we add the flowers that will grow with our seeds, it's just like making a perfect pot of tea. We just add the different flavors to make a better flavor. Yes. You know? Yes. There's so many and different I have teas. a tea recipe to share with you. Oh, well, I love that. Anything tea related is my, mm -hmm. my cup of tea. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have one, um, one of my coworkers shared it with me. She's from Ethiopia and she oh. makes it for me when I come to visit. And it is wonderful. So she gave me some and I brought it home. And so I made my first pot this morning. Oh my gosh. It's so is it, is it like a sweet milk tea? It's um, not a tea leaf at all. Okay. It's spices, all spices. So oh. you, take, you take cardamom seeds, whole cloves, and cinnamon sticks. And you steep it. You boil your water and steep it in a teapot. And then you add honey to it while it's hot. Oh, no, that sounds... No, that it's sounds very good. Very good. Very relaxing. Very good. Those are three flavors that go really well together. Really, mm -hmm. really well together. Yes, they, they, they do. Calm the, calm the mind. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. Yes. Yeah. Anything tea related. I love tea. So I I'm a tea lady. <laughs> I see all your teapots back there. 
I thought you would like that. You know, like, yeah. Her. Yeah. I, I, I really like to the, the see the different ways that tea is served as well and the yes. way that we present it, right? It's like how we present ourselves as people and individuals. How do we present our teas, you know? How do we like our teas? I actually had a lady give me a recipe with butter tea, and I was like, you want me to put butter in my tea? And she's like, yeah, you got to try it. So a nice black tea with a, a teaspoon of butter makes it a creamy Oh, it's a good tea. I'll have to send oh, you wow. that recipe. Okay. Yeah. okay. But when she first told me to put butter in my tea, I was like, you're going to ruin my tea here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a tea that you want very often. It's a very smooth tea, but with calories and everything as well, right? Because butter has a lot of calories in it. Yes. And, and that. Yes. But I like to try the different ways of serving tea as well. Because for me, the history of the tea, the making of the tea, it's like our stories, right? The mm -hmm. tea is made differently. It's served differently. It has its broken leaves in it and pieces. And like, there's so many different flavors of teas out there in the world that this is how we have to sell ourselves. We sell ourselves as tea. We right. sell ourselves as flavors and blends. Like we can bring you a different blend to the table. We can bring a different flavor that nobody else can bring. Right. You know? Constance can only bring Constance to the table. Elizabeth can only bring Elizabeth to the table. You know, when we're authentic in our true selves, we're our true flavors and our true blends. So, you know, the imperfect broken pieces that make us who we are. And when I say broken, I don't mean broken as a bad thing. I mean it as a good thing because we need to break for the light to come in. Exactly. Know? And you if know what? Crayons are broken all the time, but they still cover. Exactly. Right. And this is how we make, mm -hmm. this is how we make a difference. We take the broken and we fix it. Exactly. We mend it. And we seal it, you know, by sharing, by connecting the pieces. And this is what we do with tea time is we mend the pieces. We bring the masterpiece together by serving yes. different stories and different flavors. Yes. So Constance, any final words out there for anybody who's listening to the live show now or the replay? And if you're watching right now, please leave your comments and, and likes and loves and all that in. And I will bring that up to the stage and show Constance that you're in the house. And if you're watching the replay and you need to reach Constance, please reach out to her on all social media platforms. Uh, again, everything is in the comments. Everything is in her bio. Be sure to check her out. But Constance, I want you to give me your best five minutes that you could give me right now. I'm going to give you five minutes to give me your best okay. selling so Know that each of us are preordained at birth to do certain things and to walk in our purpose. So my encouragement to everyone there is you're never too old. It's never too late. Go for it. Maybe something you thought about doing at 21 and you didn't do it and now you're 71. Guess what? It's not too late. Go for it. Go for it. Whatever it is that's on your heart that God has placed on your heart to do, unleash it, do it. Just like Nike, just do it. I love it. It's three little words, right? Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And and you and we both seen where Nike went with just do it. Hey, right? And they're still doing it. Exactly. <laughs> So, Constance, I want to know a little bit on, on who the little girl in you feels with your transformation now as an older lady. The little girl in me? Yeah. She feels happy. She was always happy, but she's happier. Um, she's pleased with what she sees. You know, and every now and then when I look in the mirror at myself, I get a Three second glimpse of that little girl. About three seconds, I see a glimpse of her. And she's proud of what has happened to her. And, and I think that it's very important that we talk to the little child inside of us because that yeah. little child is always within us. Yeah, you know, we are always with the child we once were. Always. 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 
you know, and it's truly important to talk to our child within because our child within might have been injured or, you know, self, self pain or self sabotaging, self doubt, you know, and Constance, you speak on that a lot on the self sabotaging. And I do a lot of that still to this day, I will self doubt myself or self sabotage myself because I'm too scared. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on that. But my little child inside is still injured that completely healed and and i and i put that out there to the world because i have a lot to heal mm -hmm. and so what tips could you give to me on fixing that self-doubt and self-sabotaging well i asked this question in my clubhouse room on monday nights because i do a clubhouse room on sabotaging behaviors every monday night eight o'clock central standard time we have a two-part question what are you afraid of and why are you scared? So I'm going to say to you, what is it? Ask yourself, what is it that I'm truly afraid of? And then at this stage in the game, why am I scared? Why am I scared? And, and, and that's something that I'm fighting with is why am I scared to do what I want to do? And it's not because of, of judgment. That's one thing. I'm not worried about judgment because we get judged for anything, right? Of course. We do, of course. <laughs> whether we do good or we do bad, we still get judged. So it's not the judgment. I don't know if it's the little girl that is just scared to be seen because I, I really have a hard time being seen. Uh, I, when people appraise me or something, I'm just like, oh, well, thank you. Like, uh, you know, I, I do because I care. and But I have a hard time taking that appraise and. So maybe that is what I'm afraid of is just being seen because I've on growing up, I've never been seen, right. I've never got to be heard. So mm -hmm. maybe I and, and I really wanted to talk to you about that was a sabotaging thing. You know, and it may just be something that's going to take you some time to just kind of evaluate, just kind of write down some things, you know, within yourself and just think about it and write them down. Cause it could be some things that you're not even aware of. You know, once you take time and think about it and start going through your mind, there could be something there that you're totally unaware of. But yes, that's what yes. I recommend you do is what are you afraid of? And then why are you scared? I want to thank you for that because I will work on that. I, that is something that I really need to work on in order for me to grow, in order for me to heal as well, right? It's me yes. who needs to take the steps, right? You can, yes. you, you can say, Liz, this is a... It's me who needs to figure it out, right? So you said that you have a clubhouse. I never knew about that as well. <laughs> so I'm finding out a lot of juicy, good team tips here and tools. So you're on clubhouse. So again, could you let the viewers know? Okay, clubhouse? so I am a part of the Herpreneur Network. Okay. And what we do is we are a group of Christian business women, and we support each other and other women. Okay. With business ventures, uh, business recommendations, ideas, support, service, whatever. We are there to support each other. And we have a total of 17 rooms on different topics on Clubhouse. Now, my night is Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I talk about sabotaging behaviors and how to overcome them. And I tell you, we have some deep discussions some nights. Um, just this past Monday, we were asking the question, what are you afraid of? And why are you afraid? And so what my goal is to help women to look within themselves, identify and recognize those sabotaging behaviors, recognize them for what they are and how those behaviors are preventing them from presenting their best self and then come up with a game plan and a strategy to overcome them. Now, understanding that you didn't develop those behaviors overnight. They're not going to go away overnight. And once you overcome them, sometimes they tend to creep back up. But you have to know how to combat them. Give you a prime example for me. Monday, something happened to me Monday morning. Fear set in just that quick. And then within five minutes, I said, uh-uh, uh-uh. My God is bigger than anything. No, 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 no. Fear went away, 
situations ago. So that's what we talk about in that room on Monday nights. Well, I'll be so, having to check that out for sure. And yes, out. yes, yes. If you have time, check us out. And we Absolutely. have every every morning at seven o'clock. We have a room on um, called the business check in. We share different ideas on business and um, different little nuggets are dropped there. People talk about what they're doing. They pretty much discuss their business and things they have going on. We do it every morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then on Saturday mornings, we have um, Saturday morning affirmations. Okay. So I encourage you to join and attend. Well, thank you so much. So any final words before we wrap up your tea time, Constance? Know your tea. Know your tea. If you don't know your tea, work hard to find out what your tea is. And once you know your tea, drink your tea and continue to blend that tea to a level of perfection. Well, I want to thank you, Constance, for joining me today on Tea Time and getting your story out there and getting all these tips and tools out there to all the viewers out there. So if you're watching the replay, please make sure to check out Constance's website, check out all of her platforms. And if you'd like to connect with her, do so. If you have any questions for Constance and you can't reach her, please send me the questions and I will relate them to Constance as well. And again, I want to thank each and every one of you who have tuned in today and who are tuning in even after on the replays. I appreciate you and I want to thank you for joining me for each and every different pot of tea that I bring to the table. My next tea time will be on October 26th, where I bring in nine authors that will be sharing on their new book that is being released on November 7th. So we're doing kind of like a pre-launch and we will be sharing some incredible stories from them. But we're not going to share their full stories because we do want you to purchase the book and we do want it to be an Amazon number one. So again, Constance, I want to thank you. And again, check out Constance's book that's coming out in on next week and make sure to make that a number one bestseller as well because this is what we do. We connect and we support one another. And I want to thank you all for tuning in to Tea Time with Miss Liz today. And I will see you October 26th with a full tea time. Thank you again.